0: Hey everybody, welcome to Quotes and Stuff with the Kennedy Bros, the podcast where three brothers talk about movies, comics, pop culture, and stuff while adding our own quoting flair. This is your host, Nate. This is DJ. And
1: I am Christian.
0: Before we go any further, there are time codes in the description if you want to jump around to different parts of our episode. If you're just tuning in for the first time, this is how this week's going to go. We're going to start it off by asking our opening question, then we're going to move into revealing the quote from last week, then we're going to play the quote for this week, then we're going to talk about uh, the Kenobi series and the episodes that have come out uh, thus far. And then we're going to wrap it up with our topic. Christian,
1: you want to hit us up with that opening question? Oh, yeah. So this week, the question is What is your earliest Star Wars memory? What's your favorite summer memory, Ms. Darbus? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, oh, good one, Teach. Um, I can go first. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Because I won't steal from anyone. <laughs> okay. Um, so the earliest I remember, um, I'll give. Two, one is uh, me looking at, uh, we had a VHS of uh, episode four, uh, A New Hope, and I was, you know, I'd like Star Wars. I don't know why I had liked it up to that point or why I'd liked it before this point, but I was just playing with it. And I was playing with the cassette tape, and I started pulling out the the cassette uh, <laughs> film or whatever, <laughs> and ended up ruining our our Star Wars VHS uh, for a new no! hope. <laughs> that explains why I don't remember it at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So because we had we had the original trilogy on the three, but as far as like actual Star Wars, Star Wars, not just something having to do with Star Wars, uh, it'll be Episode Two of um, Attack of the Clones. I remember. Dad took us to it once, and then he was like, I can get tickets again like if you guys want. We're like, yeah, let's go again. So we went and saw it twice, and I remember sitting in the theater, and I specifically remember the, the arena scene where Obi-Wan is fighting. Um, uh, what's the, the? The Ackley. The Ackley. The, the Thank like, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, that's the earliest. I, I mean, I know I had seen things before that, but that's the earliest I think I can remember when I was like five years old okay attack of the clones good good prequel
0: era
1: to begin with christian what do you got so for me I just remember watching uh not revenge uh return of the jedi over and over and over again because I'm like I it, it, I remember watching the other ones as, as a kid but they didn't have the action sequences that I was really looking for you know and I like the happy ending so in in a new hope and an <laughs> empire strikes back you know it, There was, you know, there was a happy ending, I guess, and I should say in A New Hope, but the story wasn't over, right? And the story finally was over in uh, Return of the Jedi, and we got a a great lightsaber duel between Vader and Luke. We had the Ewoks whooping on, the stormtroopers, and and the space battle as well. So all three combos just really hit home, and the happy ending. So it was me watching Return of the Jedi over and over and over again. That was my earliest memory. Nice. All right, for me, it's going to be Revenge of the Sith, Um,
0: I was five years old when Revenge of the Sith came out. I don't remember seeing it in theaters, but my earliest memory of Star Wars is, I know we've mentioned this before, uh, I, I would get up on Saturday mornings or we'd all get up on Saturday mornings and uh, turn on movies. We wouldn't watch all of the movies. We just skip to the action scenes, which were the, the good parts, in our opinion. But the
2: right, that's right. I remember turning
0: on Revenge of the Sith and skipping to the big battle between Obi Wan and Anakin when they're fighting on Mustafar, and I'm like, that's cool. And so I think that's my my first memory of
2: Star Wars is Anakin and Obi Wan fighting. Nice. I mean, there's always always the Lego ones as well, like waking up and having Legos for Christmas or something like that. I think for the movies, it's yeah. yeah surprised that christian you're the original trilogy yeah uh, whereas we were it was
1: the original well i actually i i I thought first i'm like oh it was in 2000 when phantom menace came out because i remember talking about it at the bus stop with with some friends there and being like oh darth maul was so sick but then i'm like no wait a minute it was it was even before that that i remember watching so i was i was very young uh but uh way to go parents for giving us star wars at a tender young age that's That's
0: how that's how it's done that is our opening question for this week though we got to move on to
2: uh, revealing the quote from last week yeah theme star wars themes just running rampant with us so last week we talked about we ranked the different sith lords the most well-known sith lords and the quote from that had to do with two characters from the prequels um so the, the quote is from jumper that is uh, Samuel L. Jackson when he's talking to Hayden Christensen. I don't know either of their names. I've only seen the movie once. I wouldn't say it's a great movie. <laughs> oh, man, I, I liked it when I, when I saw it before. It's been really? years. Yeah. It was
1: years uh, yeah, since I've seen it, but I, I liked it.
2: I, I need a rewatch of it to, to uh, solidify my opinion. Interesting. Well, regardless, that Samuel L. Jackson saying, like, man, you can't get away with anything. You think you can get away with anything because you can teleport? Well, like, the bill always comes due. <laughs> <laughs> there are always come- always
0: <laughs> comes due. Yeah, so the quote was from Jumper. Uh, We got to move on to playing the quote for this week, though. You know that part?
1: Where they're on the snow planet? With the walking thingies!
0: Maybe the kids are under something. All right, that is the quote for this week. We'll play it once again at the end of the podcast and reveal it at the beginning of the next episode. Normally, this is the part where we dive into our news section, but our topic's basically all news, so we're actually moving into talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, as of this recording, the first three episodes have been released,
1: but what are your guys' thoughts so far? I bet we'll actually talk about Kenobi more than we will uh, our topic this week. That, at least that's my, my guess. I know we have a lot to, lots to cover on the topic, but I bet we'll talk more about Kenobi. That's just my, my first thought here. <laughs> If I I I can you know play my cards quick like
2: I always do, but I'll say it this way, Master Kenobi, I'm disappointed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well done, TJ. Well done. Nice. I didn't even. had I, I, that quote didn't cross my mind. So very well done. Impressive. <laughs> Impressive. Yes. Um. uh This. This is a funny thing
2: because I I think probably next week we'll be doing an episode er, on Stranger Things, but. Uh, me and my fiance, we were watching, or both came out, you know, Kenobi Stranger Things dropped the same day. And my fiance's like, oh, should we, should we watch Kenobi instead of Stranger Things because you're a big stars fan? I'm like, well, it's not, I'm just going to be in a bad mood if we watch Kenobi. Let's watch <laughs> Stranger Things. <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, I, I can say I uh, the first episode had its merits and and then I think it's kind of gone downhill since then. But that's my general overview. I will give more comments in a bit. <laughs> see, I, I want to say... It's not terrible,
0: but it's not good. It's, it's, it's right there in the middle where you're like, I should enjoy this, but I'm not. But it's not bad enough that I'm like, I, I want to hurl. Am I disgusted? No. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. It's
1: like, <laughs> I, 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 I want more, right? And In Star Wars, Clone Wars, when Anakin's talking. Or maybe it's in Revenge yeah. of the Sith. He's like, oh, shoot, what's the quote? This would have yeah, been perfect. He's like, he's I, like I want I'm more, but Jedi. I shouldn't. Yes, I want
0: more, but I'm shouldn't. It's but I shouldn't. Quote.
1: Uh, that's exactly what came Man, Yeah. <laughs> some solid Star Wars quoting already taking place in this Star Wars episode. Yeah, I'm I'm on the same page with Nate and I think actually as I've as I've thought about it more and just watched some different videos and clips about it, I think I'm I'm becoming more disappointed uh by the by the day, I should say, not by the minute, because I'm not watching yeah. Star Wars clips <laughs> by every the minute. Minutes. Um <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I watched it at first, and I'm like, okay, nice, right? And I thought there were some cool things about it. And uh, there was, yeah, good nostalgic drawbacks uh, or, or callbacks, I should say, not drawbacks, but there were also some drawbacks as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it just felt like there was something lacking overall, right? It, didn't, it just didn't quite, it, it, yeah, it didn't quite grab my attention like I was hoping. And it has it has a Star Wars feel, but it doesn't have a Star Wars feel. And I know that's kind of what we get when we have these these series, right? But I mean this is this is Obi-Wan Kenobi, for goodness sake. Like he he is one of the biggest players in all of Star Wars. And like I'm trying to even think like the music. I know John Williams did a, a new score for this, but like use some of the OG music to give give these greater Star Wars feelings evoked as we're watching, right? But yeah, just no, that, and that's, again, initial thought right off the bat. But, yeah, it didn't quite do it for me. And, yeah, uh, it, as I think about it more and more, I, I become more disappointed. And I think for for me, at least, well, I'll come out and
0: say it. Like, I'm not a fan of Kid Leia. She's just kind of the oh, worst. Heck? Oh, She no. is the worst. She's like, it's like, oh, her character is supposed to be very snarky. But I'm just like... You're you just making you're making everyone's lives worse, and you're you're, you're being yeah. angry and annoying. <laughs> and it's like, what's up with Star Wars having to do with this the lone wolf and cub thing? It's like, can a man just be by himself and not have like a, a small companion that he has to to work with all the time? Like, and yeah. why and yeah. why
2: can't kids talk like kids for once in a Disney property? Like, it's just going back to it all. Like, nobody's talking like a kid. Like, and they pointed out Obi Wan's like, you don't act like you're ten, except. She does like Dax, like she's 10. Like, and you're like, what do you, you're a 10 year old who talks like an adult. It's just,
1: uh. so it's just some inconsistencies there, right? Also, yeah. she looks like she's like five, but it probably yeah. is about, I mean, and she's just probably a very, very young looking, very short little gal, right? But she's supposed to be 10. So that's, that always kind of throws me off. I'm like, wait, she's teeny, like she's like really little, but then the way she's acting, and I, I I know they're supposed to be like, oh yeah, it's Leia. And she's beca- you're gonna become a senator, right? And all this, but but um, I never felt like Leia was like super snarky or anything like from the OG trilogy, right? I know she obviously was talking. Like, she would like talk back obviously to the the Empire officers. So but she, I, I, I don't <laughs> know. I, I never felt like she's like, oh, you could be my grandpa. You know, I, I didn't feel like it was that type of that type of snarkiness and kind of. Uh, rebelliousness that i got from from her um and i i want she didn't she didn't either she didn't remind me of padme I, either at all even though obi-wan said she did but not not for me but
2: i think that's the thing
1: with it is like both
2: leia and padme i think are very like they're very strong characters in that like they're like hey if this is being dumb or if this isn't working like i know better so i mean leia is pretty snarky like when they rescue her you know where she's like can someone get this like walking carpet out of my way? It's like, I'm not gonna let you guys like stand around and kill me. But the difference I feel like in that is she actually like does know better. She's like That's fair, hey, yeah, like, I'm gonna get my way out of this. Whereas like Kid Leia's just snarky For to no, be snarky. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point, old- Keith. The only time I liked her being snarky was when she was snarky to the to the cousin when the yeah, cousin's like, I was about to say <laughs> because I'm like oh okay you do know better now you can be snarky whereas like in the rest of the show it's like no you don't know better but <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> then mm-hmm. Kenobi not everyone's a good person Leia <laughs> it's like ah uh, uh. okay I have to say though
0: how does Obi Wan not catch her like she's a ten year old child how does uh, anyone does not anyone.
2: catch her
1: so um uh, uh, that I I can't remember. I think I saw this meme the other day on Instagram and it like one, it shows like Sonic and then it shows Leia. And it's like, one of these is like the fastest characters ever written or something like that. Right. <laughs> and then you scroll, you scroll to the right and it's Leia. Right. Because she was not only able to outrun the Doltish, uh, henchmen, uh, of <laughs> of, of Riva, I guess not Riva, of, of the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> I mean, actor yeah. guy, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, fun fact: the Red Hot Chili Peppers guy is Flea, yeah, exactly. Uh, that gets killed by the Grand Inquisitor. Spoiler, but she also outruns Kenobi in uh, in in the city and is dodging. And it's like, wait a minute, Kenobi was right on her, and then two seconds later. She's like 15 feet away again. I'm like, wait, h- how on earth does she do it? It's because she's actually faster than Sonic. So, we got, I'll give, I'll give <laughs> him credit there. Well, credit, credit <laughs> what's credits due?
2: Also, mm. uh, can I just point out really quick like, I, I know it's a big spoiler for, the, for, for Vader, but like, Obi Wan sees Vader and what does he do? <laughs> he just kind of jogs He's away, like- <laughs> <laughs> runs into Vader again. I should just jog away. <laughs> it's a gentle like, I'm jog. Like, Dude, there's like no sort of like urgency,
1: no sort of maybe I'll die. He's just like, Ooh, duck, better conserve my energy for the fight. But like, I, I know like he, oh, he was supposed to be like leading, right, leading them away so yeah, they don't get laid Right. So like, I, I can understand that. But at the same time, I I don't know. Yeah, the running away was just a little cheesy. Yeah, you didn't like really feel the sense of urgency. Be like, if you're going to lead him away, just like, but get the heck out of Don, right? He's just kind of mm-hmm. just kind of chilling around, and it's it's like wait a minute. And then like Reva, all of a sudden now she has some alternative mo- or alternative motives where she goes and is trying to capture, go and find Leia. But I thought the whole point of her trying to get Leia in the first place was just to bring Vader there, right? So now it's like wait, there's something else going on because she's now going after Leia just to go after Leia, which actually makes her the fastest character in the universe because she (laughs) She was probably a mile away from Leia and Leia was booking it at her sonic super speed and, and would have arrived uh, at the, with the pilot and the ship that was going to help save her. But Reva was already there. So Reva is now the fastest character in all of star Wars and in the universe. So just want to (laughs) point that out too. Can I say one last running joke?
2: Uh, I I think just, when in doubt, just have someone do a gainer, and they'll automatically look <laughs> cooler. <laughs> like Reva running to Obi Wan. I'm like, was was all this really
1: necessary? <laughs> it's like <laughs> the, it's the. you guys seen that that office scene right at, at the beginning of? I can't remember which season it was, but yeah, the parkour. And then parkour. They're, they're up on top and they're like, okay, want to jump on here then jump on this and then do a gainer and hit the trash can. Oh yeah. Gainer. Whoa. And then he <laughs> jumps in his falls straight through the the I don't know, refrigerator box or something. But hilarious. That's what I thought mm-hmm. of when I saw the parkour. Speaking
0: of Vader though, something, another, if, if, we're, if we're going for jokes for now, you know, when Vader is approaching the town, trying to phone, uh, find Obi-Wan, Something I did notice he did. He killed
1: men, women, and, and children. children. <laughs> he got them all. <laughs> bada bang, bada boom. <laughs> Though I'd li- I actually will say I like that part because it showed I know we've been we've been dogging on it thus far, so apologies for those who actually have enjoyed it, and that is totally fair. Uh, I actually enjoyed that part Fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, where which is, I mean, kind of maybe a little dark to say, but boom, like he took out that the one kid, the was dragging the dad out, right, and just just very very brutal, savage, angry Vader, which I feel like a lot of times we don't we don't really get to see that, right? We've seen Vader in the suit when he fights an old Obi Wan and and a Luke Skywalker, right? I think there's comics of him where he, you know, you see him doing some some crazy brutal fighting, but um, we we don't necessarily see this type of I feel like savagery. We haven't seen it in, in live action as him in the Vader suit. Yeah, he was killing all the all the younglings and everyone, obviously, when he was still, uh, quote, Anakin, bad Anakin, right? So I enjoyed seeing that kind of darker side of Vader.
0: And I think something that is nice with Vader, and also having Hayden Christensen, because he's the one performing in the suit, like, Vader actually has movement. He's not just the slow motion one, the yeah. guy that he's in, in the original trilogy. Wait, is like, he in the
1: suit? I thought it was another guy still. Or maybe I was... No. no, no, it's him. Okay. It's him. I think there was, I was looking at a stunt double then, so... But, so, it's... I, I think Vader moves how we expect
0: Vader to move. Yeah. To really show his power. Which yeah. is something we haven't really seen. A little bit in a Rogue One, but that was only, like, one scene. So, like, I, I do enjoy, I think, the movement of Vader. And, obviously, technology has gotten a lot better in the last 40 years. And so... No longer limited. No. <laughs> that is true. But I, I did enjoy seeing, I think, Vader, at least... Well, I don't love, I don't really like the fight between him and Obi-Wan. I do enjoy seeing Vader. That was at, terrible. Like, like the, the fights, yeah, it's pretty lame. Obi-Wan kind of just gets his butt whoops. Like, he's like, just takes two hits and then falls to the ground. But I did enjoy seeing Vader have clarity of movement, which is, yes. I think that it, that is something about Nice is about Vader. The clarity of movement is what we like to see. But that, that fight between him and Obi-Wan, like, talk about Blacking. so
1: anticlimactic. climatic okay. Anticlimactic. Anticlimactic. I don't know. I've heard it people say it both ways. I, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna double check back on that one, loop back around. <laughs> heard of heard of both ways, little gust there for you. Uh though, oh man, I just I just lost my my train of thought. But going more into the Vader stuff, actually TJ and I briefly talked about this uh, the other day. Um she's back in town. But hey. Vader, I think when I when I first saw the at the end of episode one and Obi wan realizes now that Vader episode it, two excuse me episode two where you know he realizes Anakin's alive and he starts Vader and then you know you see the very end clip where poof, you know Anakin's eyes open and he's in the back to tank I thought that was pretty cool and then when they go into go into Vader and he's in the castle uh, in, in his own castle and then you know being in the back to tank and putting on the suit I did like that however, so I I was reading something that mentioned this, and, I, and I, I totally hear it why like why on earth are you not using the classic Imperial, Star Wars Imperial March music for when Darth Vader is now being reintroduced really for the first time in a while, yeah, I guess we got him in Rogue one, but this is the first time you know that we we see him uh, so close to the Clone Wars era, right? And after he's turned in Order 66 and all this, like use some of that, the nostalgic, super powerful John Williams Imperial Marsh music to introduce Vader. And I think that makes that scene 10 times better than what it is. Yeah, I'm still, I think it was cool and it's cool to see the castle and everything. And, uh, but it, it still, it didn't quite hit. And I'm like, wait, this is, this is Darth Vader, one of the greatest villains of all time. And it not hitting, I think, uh, has a lot of the, a lot to do with the the music that was lacking there
2: and and on that point i I think this is just an issue with miniseries in general is there are some characters and some uh, stories that are more than the small screen that deserve better than the small screen and and quite honestly i think kenobi and especially vader is one of them like you can maybe have them in a show as like a cameo like maybe a luke kind of thing or something like that but like The presence of Vader or Vader showing up, like, that, like, you know, he's the, he's like the ultimate Star Wars guy. He's the face of Star Wars, yeah. He's Mm -hmm. the face of Star Wars. And so, like, like, his introduction, like, like, you put it in so fast, like, Mm -hmm. and the way he finally, like, and the fact that they retcon, you know, episode four, like, Like when we left, I was about the learner. Now I'm the master. Yeah,
1: I didn't like that. Mm
2: -hmm. See, like I, I, you know, I mentioned this before. So, but I got to say it again for all the fans out there. Like, it's a bad idea to have Vader and, and and Obi Wan fight. Like, it needs to end with Mustafar because Obi Wan wins. That's what makes Episode Four their final confrontation so much more powerful. And in this one, what is it? They're like running around the dirt. Like Vader, like seems to be toying with Obi Wan, but he doesn't say it. And then when he's like. I actually really like the idea where it's like I'm going to make burn you burn it yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really clever. But then, like, then when the fire comes back, Vader's like, "Ah, shoot, lost the force, can't <laughs> the force everyone <laughs> so back into the fire." Like, my mm-hmm. my thought
1: there is, he might be just like still contemplating and and really thinking about like, "Oh, I don't really should I do this? Should I move forward?" And and like he's thinking about all the stuff that him and Obi Wan have gone through. So maybe like he's thinking about that. I don't know that that would be my only like reasoning behind yeah, why yeah. he was stopped by by the fire um in the first place so i don't know
2: but yeah so it's just but just that idea is like there are some stories and there are some characters who i think deserve better than a tv show mm-hmm. like i'm never wrong tv shows can be great but there is certain medium that i think lacks the same power as a movie does as like a two-hour movie Uh, And so I don't think uh, I don't think the music that they're doing and having these characters really fits or works for the small screen. Yeah. Yeah. To
0: be honest, it doesn't feel like an event. It kind of just feels like, oh, if you want, it's here. And I think maybe like I don't want to say quality wise, like obviously they put in all the the, the money into it. So it's like it looks, you know, just as good as a movie, but it doesn't feel there doesn't seem to be a sense of urgency because I'll be honest. I didn't watch the first two episodes of Kenobi until Monday because I also watched Stranger Things instead, (laughs) and then got busy over the weekend. (laughs) And so it wasn't—I waited a few days, didn't see any spoilers or anything. So it it does—it lacks a sense of urgency of like this is a big thing. It's kind of like oh, this is another Another thing, thing. which adds to TJ's comment about the the small screen. Something I do want to bring up though with Obi Wan, that. I do enjoy the direction they're trying to take. I don't think it's fitting as well, or I'm not feeling it as much as with Obi-Wan. You know, it's been 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. It's supposed to be like Obi-Wan hasn't used the Force at all in 10 years. He's buried his lightsaber, and he feels defeated, which I think from a character perspective, that can be really interesting to be like, I haven't done this. I'm not the same person I was anymore. And that's what they're trying to hit on. But I think the way that they're doing it, or the way that they're showing it, doesn't feel as much for me, or it doesn't like... It fits, but I don't really feel it or feel like it's working because it's like, you know, Oh, obviously Obi-Wan, he easily gets wrecked by Vader in like two seconds. And then like he's getting beat up by all these criminals. But like, I just don't feel the sense of like dread and defeat. He kind of just seems more, Obi-Wan to me seems more like he's moping around. Be like, oh, we lost. I'm kind of sad about it rather than like devastated. Like I lost my brother. I had to murder my brother brother, and I lost my entire family with a Jedi like I feel like you could even play onto more of those things, but I feel like the way that they're doing it, I'm just not, it's not hitting for me emotionally as I think it should be, which I think kind of sums up a little bit of the struggle of the show. It's like, obviously you need to build up to Obi-Wan being able to be this master Jedi again, but like he just seems to have lost all confidence. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he should still keep some of his confidence that he had because he was, you know, one of the top Jedi on the council. Hello there.
1: (laughs) He was very, very bold, right? Uh, you are a bold one, right? He jumping in mm-hmm. and biting Grievous and going after Dooku, right? And that's definitely not the same Kenobi that we see. And and I don't know, maybe I like I don't get as much of the mopey, the mopiness. I do think I see a, a, a defeated Obi wan uh, somewhat. But yeah, there is a I should I I should say there's a yeah a layer of mopiness kind of intermingled, and so it, it doesn't hit as as strong as as you would think uh, something like this would. Where yeah, the dude is lost. Uh, lost everything right and can we also i mean yeah he's a little i don't even want to say he's a little nerfed just because the devastation should cause him to be at this low level but i think they're just nerfing the jedi in in general right i mean we see the opening scene of of uh the first episode which i thought was cool going back to an order 66 right but i feel like jedi are just getting like tossed around uh, like their cannon fodder, like their battle droids out there, you know, like a couple, a couple of the clones, <laughs> like two clones versus Jedi, and oh, dead, right? A couple of the, couple of the Jedi, two clones dead. It's like, wait, no, these are freaking Jedi, like they can handle a couple clones, right? Um, so that was that was very disappointing for me. And then the one Jedi that easily is defeated by the Inquisitors, which we don't really see, but we just see him hung up right on the street. Like weak sauce, man. Like, come on. Like, bring bring your A game, (laughs) right? I I, I just feel like (laughs) I I feel like Jedi are are much more powerful than that. And if they're like still active, engaged in doing the whole Jedi thing, even though there's no no more Council and and Jedi being hunted, Inquisitors are only Inquisitors, right? They're they're not Sith, right? They're Force sensitive, right? In in Rebels, Ahsoka makes light work of a couple of them, right? So I don't know. I I feel like the, the Jedi are getting a little nerfed here too. No, that's a good point.
2: And, and on the note of the Inquisitors, like this is one thing that I really do like. And this is it's it has callbacks to uh, two rebels to uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I love the look of the Inquisitors and I love kind of just uh, both the politics of it and, and, and the, the ambiance that they bring. And, and I, you know, I'm I'm going to jump into to the Reva territory or Reva territory. Is it <laughs> Reva or Reva? I actually here. don't
1: even know. It's Reva. It's Reva. I'm okay, sure okay. Reva. I'm calling her. Are- I'm calling her Reva. I'm not even listening to the to the show. Then, yeah.
2: <laughs> So for Reva, I don't mind the idea of her. Like, I think it could make a lot. More, what they are trying to do with her, I think, could work. But how they're doing it, I don't think works at all. And and by that, I mean is you can't have Vader, the Grand Inquisitor, two other Inquisitors, one of whom is the Fifth Brother, who's just mm-hmm. like. You know he's scary looking. He's cool and Riva because then it's like you put Riva in there and she just she looks like such a like like a baby compared to the rest of them. I mean, like this kind of this whiny kind of Leia esque where it's like oh like I just want to be cool like I want every I want to be like Vader right. I hand. just want to go into
1: town and get some power converters. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly. So it's like it's this like when you have all these other characters who you know, by all accounts are a lot cooler. Like the Grand Inquisitor is way cooler and you can't top Vader. Like no one is going to compare to that and everyone's going to look really lame. Now, if they had done Reva alone, like, and she only interacts with the Grand Inquisitor and the Grand Inquisitor, like that whole thing where she like stabs him, I hated that. I'm like, mm-hmm. the dude wouldn't let his guard down. Like mm-hmm. he's the Grand Inquisitor for a reason. Um, it, it just, the way they're portraying it doesn't work. I think the, the the story that they could have done where it's like an Inquisitor hungry for power and there's like some politics with that. But the way that like everybody's involved with Kenobi, like she's just, it just gets annoying when she's there because everyone's like, oh, like I want to see Vader. I want to see the Great Inquisitor. So why are we like focusing on Riva? So um, regardless of all like, you know, whatever the, the 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 politics are going around outside of this, I just want to focus on the story. I don't think her character works in the story. And that's not on not her or Moses Ingram's problem. That's really like a... I guess a it's it's, it's, a, it's a writing problem. It's a writing issue. And, like, and the, the, the merits of Moses Ingram, um, acting ability, like, independent of that, I don't really care about that. The writing is what's killing me right now.
0: You know, I agree. That was something I was talking with my roommates. It's, like, she. it, it seems to be, like, the direction is poorly written because she seems to be this power-hungry character with other characters that's, like, hey, you wouldn't win against in a fight against them. And so, like, I understand, like, the, what they're trying to do. And honestly, like... Episode three, like, she's not in it a ton, but, like, when she's in it, I think it makes sense and it works. But in episode two, it feels like she's monologuing all the time, and it's a little bit annoying to me, and she's like, oh, I'm the best. And it's like, I want this thing. And so I don't think power and ambition is bad, but I agree with TJ. The writing and how they're doing it isn't really helping her character, and it just seems like they're they're creating... I don't know if they're trying to create this character that is going to turn at all because she. I think yeah. she, my, my my theory is she was the youngling Jedi at the beginning definitely. in the opening. I, I
1: like, definitely that's agree. her. Yep.
0: And so I don't know if they're going to make a swing of like, oh, she's actually going to be good, and then she'll die, or if she's like, no, she's against the Jedi because all the Jedi got murdered. She saw all the Jedi get murdered. Like, I'm not sure which direction they're trying to end up with the character, but it, it feels it feels a little forced, and that is because of the writing. Uh,
1: Tj, I agree with you when you when you say hey, you have all of these other bad characters already, so why, why, are, they, why are they putting Riva in there, right? Darth Vader, arguably one of the greatest villains of all time, is in this, so why do we need really... Well, probably don't even need the Inquisitors, maybe a little bit there. But say, say you're like, okay, we're not going to do Darth Vader, we're just going to do Inquisitors. Well, then you have the Grand Inquisitor, who's also a phenomenal villain, if you guys have watched Rebels. Uh, he is super compelling, very, very cool And then you have Fifth Brother, who also very compelling, very interesting, kind of a little more gritty. And actually, I really like the life portrayal uh, of uh, Fifth Brother in this. And then Reva, right? Reva's kind of like on the ends uh, of those, the the baddies, you know, uh, of Star Wars here. So I don't know why they bring in that type of character in the first place. Though I'm also, I mean, not really stoked with, with the acting of her, I, I don't think she's done a great job. I mean, I don't think the lines are great either, but I was talking about this before. If you're, a, I feel like if you're a, a really good actor, a phenomenal actor, you can make the lines work when they don't or when they're not very good. And I think of Harrison Ford in all of the lines of Star Wars
2: that were given to him, and he made them work. Oh, now, I
1: will say Harrison Ford is also an exception. He is an unbelievably good actor. But I still think if you're, a, if you're a compelling enough actor, you can make some of those lines work. But That's so fair. I, I don't necessarily love the acting, or the character, or, or the choice to bring that character in there in the first place, just because I think there were so many other compelling villains that you could have done. Um, but sadly, it, it, it kind of seems like, I don't know, the story really is more focused on Reva and Leia than it is Kenobi to me. And I think, uh, I don't know, I just feel like Kenobi is getting sidelined in his, his own show just like multiverse of madness and dr strange and scarlet witch it was a scarlet witch movie right and i feel like though we are getting we are getting a lot of kenobi i it's he's starting to get a little bit sidelined in here and i think that the character or the focus is shifting to other characters and i'm just like ah man like wh- why, why do you got to do that star wars can we just not focus on the character who the show is about book above with that boom mandalorian took over right so it's like just focus on what it's about and i think it'll be a lot more enjoyable don't pay we don't need to pair them with another young child grogu type character i, I Leia here in this one we just need the character and let's focus there i agree i think that's a good point especially because when like your first scene is not about
2: your main character then <laughs> yeah. you're like ah shoot like yeah you know because it, it really is about riva and i think i still think the idea of riva works makes sense that like Well, we don't want the Grand Inquisitor because, you know, he's a rebel's villain uh, and Vader is, you know, not supposed to be in it. So it's like, well, you need another Inquisitor to kind of be the big bad, but that's not what they do, you know? So it's like, but they don't do that. (laughs) So they're bringing him in too much.
1: Darth Vader, if if you're really going to focus on Reva as the main character, don't have Darth Vader play such a huge role or even don't even have the Grand Inquisitor play the role that he's been in. Just have him be chilling at the Inquisitor castle right and doing a little little dialogue there but folk yeah shift the focus right they're just trying to choose everyone and it's like just just focus on one
2: because i think it works a lot better the dynamic between like reva and the fifth brother like because you can tell they're like these rivals and so and so like totally don't put the grand inquisitor don't put vader in there just have them kind of be duking it out or something and then you know obi-wan can they're the main villains totally Uh, but you know too much fan service, but then they also want to include this new and it's just like, come on, like you, you can't have your cake and eat it too, Disney. Like you gotta make choices. And if Riva is gonna be someone that you're gonna have this huge emphasis on, well, you're you're gonna sacrifice, you know, some of Kenobi. But if you also wanna have Vader and the Grand Inquisitor and, and all this other stuff, well, then you don't really have as much time to focus on Riva. It's so it's just to me, this is very poor writing. We're really just trying to this it's just a money grab. That's all yeah, this TV show. Sadly. is. And, and we knew it from the beginning, which is why. You know me and Nate especially were like not urgent, um, and it's time for the people to rise up and wrest <laughs> control out of Disney. Like, say what you want about George Lucas, like mm-hmm. his screenwriting. You know, uh, he can write dialogue to this, no. for the, 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 but, for the life yeah. of him. But when you watch a Star Wars movie or by George Lucas, it's just it's compelling. You want mm-hmm. to keep watching. And it's just when you have, when, when money is not the sole focus of something, I just think there's, a, there's a purity to it. And, and Disney, Disney's a big, bad corporation right now. Just trying to just take our money by, uh, our nostalgic, uh, feelings and, and you're killing characters that I
1: love.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, no, I'll, I'll let Nate, you can jump in before I have another thing to say. I
0: was, I was just going to say, I know we've, we've ragged on Obi-Wan a lot, but, uh, I actually, I really enjoyed his interaction with Uncle Owen and the same actor coming back from Attack of the Clones. I'm like, I actually enjoyed that, even though it's like a five-second scene. I'm like, well done. Well, done. I was entertained <laughs> for those five seconds.
2: He must be trained. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like you
1: trained his father. <gasps> oh! It's a super exact, hot fire. <laughs> exactly, it's a super hot fire moment right there. Um, actually, I want to give, give kudos to uh to Han from fast and furious playing the fifth brother i thought he, again I, I know i mentioned this before yeah i
2: didn't realize it was, <laughs> it was him yeah
1: <laughs> and uh i thought yeah i thought he's done a, a killer job I, again he's got, got like the grit the anger he knows he's a lower level he's going for the power uh the power grab there um or is it is it power gab or power grab grab, grab. grab. <laughs> I, what, what did i think gab but uh pa- he's got the talking about gab. the power <laughs> so i like that and i think he lo- i think he looks pretty cool right uh, I think it's kind of hard sometimes to really make, like the Grand Inquisitor, eh, he looks all right. When they when they bring in the yellow eyes in him, he looks a lot better, right? But I think they've actually made the fifth brother look pretty cool. So I really like that aspect uh, of of the, these characters or that character specifically in, in Kenobi. So there's a, a little bit of a, a positive note there. So
0: Overall, that's our, our thoughts on the first three episodes of Kenobi. Obviously, we have three episodes left and we'll continue to talk about it each week, but... We got to move on to our topic. Um, actually, so a little bit different this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about all the news from Star Wars Celebration. Star Wars Celebration was uh, this past week, and they, they brought out a lot of the big guns, a lot of new announcements, a lot of things uh, that are coming out in the really uh, f- uh, near future, like in the next few months, which I was not expecting. But we're kind of going to go through and... Uh, uh, talk about all the news that came out of Star Wars Celebration, make some comments on them, and uh, keep you all updated on the
1: future of Star Wars, according to Disney. Yeah, Star Wars Celebration. After I actually was getting all this news and seeing, oh, it was actually it was in Anaheim this year, and actually I was in California at the time it was going on, uh, but didn't didn't go. Uh, I was there for, for other reasons that then I'm like, oh, man, I totally want to go next year, but it's going to be in Europe so, TJ, maybe you go check it out for us. It's gonna be in London. It'll be me. It's gonna be in London. So you go check it out for <laughs> oh. us next year. So it'll be it'll be close by. Yeah. Nice. So uh, if it was here in the States again, I would a hundred percent go. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of cool announcements. I know, you know, we've been ragging on Disney for Star Wars, and we well, yeah, I'll still hold too true to that. Though I will say they give us a lot of content. <laughs> that is one thing because you know they have the money behind it. They're giving us a lot of content, though sadly some of the content hasn't lived up to the hype. And I'm sure uh, all of the content that is being released, not all of it is gonna hit. I'm just hoping for a couple home runs uh, as we're we're going through the the new releases out. So uh, just to kind of quickly do a run through, and then we can kind of talk about uh, some of these, maybe not all of them, just because we don't have tons of information on every single announcement that was made. But running through, we got a trailer for Andor, which releases August 31st. We got a trailer for Bad Batch Two, which will be. Streaming sometime in the fall of this year, we will be given a series called Tales of the Jedi that will also be in fall of 2022. Now, this is going to be an animated series in the prequel era, going to focus on characters like Count Dooku, Ahsoka. So that'll be really interesting to see. We have something called Young Jedi Adventures which will be released in 2023. That's more focused on the High Republic era. And it's going to be for, I think, the younger, the younger crowd, the younger Star Wars levels. It'll be on like the junior Disney Plus. We have Mando season three next year in February, which makes sense now that we have all this other stuff previously. I was like, oh man, Mando's pushed back. But it makes sense. We have Star Wars Vision season two next year in 2023. We have something called Skeleton Crew which is uh, directed by John Watts, who's the director of Star Wars, or excuse me, the director of uh, the Spider-Man No Way Home Trilogy. (laughs) So that comes in 2023. And then we also have uh, the Star Wars Jedi Survivor game, which is a sequel to uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, Phenomenal game. Uh, So very exciting as well. So a lot of good Star Wars news. Oh, and I should say, and Ahsoka comes out sometime 2023, Um, though that wasn't uh, focused on as much. I guess, during Star Wars Celebration. So a lot of news to unpack here uh, wh- for you guys. What's the first thing that kind of sticks out to you when you hear the news? Or what's maybe the most uh, most exciting? If, if we're going most exciting, honestly, like, uh,
0: or I really liked, uh, oh. I, I know we did an episode about it. I enjoyed Star Wars Visions a lot. I thought yeah. there were some really cool, unique things, so I'm excited for that. But kind of with the animation, the Tales of the Jedi, I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. Uh, not many, too many people know, but Dark Horse, you know, they did Star Wars comics for like 20 years. They have a series that was called Tales of the Jedi, kind of focusing on some of the characters from the prequels, but more from behind. And so, like, kind of something I'm excited for is to see more of that era. And I think, with, at least in canon, they haven't really dived into the mythology of the Jedi. And so I'm excited to see some familiar characters return and see more of uh, that uh, that return to that era because I do love that era. But I have to say, honestly, Andor. After watching the trailer, because mm-hmm. I had my, my doubts about Andor, I didn't think it was going to be very good. But after watching the trailer, I'm like, actually, no, this looks like. I, I really enjoyed the trailer, and I'm excited for the series because I think it's going to be good, <laughs> and it's going to be like a continuation more of Rogue One for me, more, a, which prequel, I think at the a prequel, a prequel of Rogue
1: One. Right? We always, are always prequel, prequel Rogue One. <laughs>
0: But it's gonna uh, it's gonna tie uh, the the director said it's gonna tie directly into the ending uh, the beginning events of Rogue One for uh, for Cassian, and so honestly, like that spy thriller, like I wasn't too excited at first but after seeing the trailer, has me my my hopes up a lot more. And out of everything that was announced, I would probably watch that first out, out of all these. You've other been things. given
1: a new hope, you could say, with uh, with Andor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see TJ's okay. face here, kind of like. What on I Zoom? was the opposite. I I saw the trailer
2: for Andor, and I was like, "What is this weird drum thing they're doing?" No, okay, you got, you got to watch it
1: again. You got to watch it. Again. It's it's to announce that the Empire is arriving. Right, that's their sign for the Empire mm-hmm. arriving to put away shop to make sure that the Empire doesn't break down a crackdown on the rebellion.
2: But it was throughout the whole trailer. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's to, like, you're trying to evoke some theme
1: here, laugh. right? And set a tone.
0: They're the, the ringing the bell, much like in the Rogue One trailer. The, the Imperial alarm was going off the whole trailer. That's fair. But I, don't know, just, I ended,
1: didn't
2: like the vibes of it. But I, I do agree with the, out of all. So I should say it this way. The thing I'm actually most excited for of everything is Jedi Survivor. Um, because everything else, I really just... I can say it this way. Tales of the Jedi and Visions, I think, will be entertaining but they're not really adding to the overall canon. So they're just like, oh, here's little nice things. Mm. Like, here's some Star Wars content. Great. Uh, skeleton Crew and Young Jedi Adventures, I actually am very not excited for
1: and I don't like. I'm like, can we not make kids stuff canon? Well, s- Skeleton Crew, actually, that will not be, even though it's interesting, it'll be focused on kids, but it won't be for kids, so we'll we'll see. That's we'll what they see. Say. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm like, it's hard to do stranger things. Um <laughs> yeah, yeah. just as little kids, I guess you could say. Uh, Bad Batch, uh I am somewhat excited for it. it. seems like Bad Batch, they're doing in season two what they should have done in season one. Um, but knowing Bad Batch, I have the feeling it's gonna suck. Uh, <laughs> Mandalorian season three. Um, I'm just pissed about still because of the re- what they did with him in Book of Boba
1: Fett and how they reunited mm-hmm. him with so Grogu. I'm like, I don't want to see Mando season three point five, right? Because Mando season three was actually Book of Boba Fett, <laughs> Book of Boba the second Fett. half of the, mm-hmm. the series. But so
2: Andor's the only one that I'm like, you know, I think we can tell a pretty decent story here. Uh, that's entertaining enough. I just don't like it because it's a prequel to Rogue One. Like and we know what happens a, there, yeah, okay. And we know what happens. Like Andor's a jerk at the beginning of Rogue One and like the whole point is he, you know, changes his character. Arc. So what are you going to do? Show me how he just is a jerk for <laughs> six episodes. It's just it's it, it, it's a bad business model, I guess you could say. It'll be entertaining, but when you retcon things, it's just you're just opening a can of worms, and you're gonna have to eat that can
1: of worms, Disney. Actually, you're gonna have to. eat I actually it. liked Pandora's character more at the beginning of the uh, of Rogue One than I did at the end. I liked him. <laughs> what are you evil? Yeah, I see a little bit, I guess. I like I like the the jerkiness. He's very very yeah just kind of bitter uh, about what the empire has done and so he's brutal right he's showing it back in their faces killing people assassinating. i'm like yeah give the empire a taste of their own medicine right so i like that but he kills one of his own guys you at know the what beginning. he's like can't have you give away secrets. It's, you know it's worth it it's worth it for the for the greater good, <laughs> <laughs> a yeah. good. <laughs> no, just kidding. but um I, I liked his character a little more i thought he just had yeah, just more, more depth at the beginning of it. And I will say, too, though, I feel like this trailer, like it didn't really like give us anything like concrete, but I think there were a lot of cool scenes as I was watching it over again. There were a lot of cool little scenes in there that I'm like, ooh, I'm excited to see this. Ooh, I'm excited to see this. And it actually looked a little more movie-esque than a lot of the other miniseries or series that we've been given so far. Yeah. So that's what I really like. And also,
0: also with Andor, for, there's going to be two seasons of Andor. They're both 12 episodes. Oh, and see, forty minutes. Uh, I assume so. Yeah, mm. but there's twenty-four. They were gonna get for sure twenty-four episodes of Andor with this first
1: season twelve. And, next season, 12. they actually
2: have a plan. That's insane. Well, see, I,
1: <laughs> that's like there's good and bad there because we got a quite, we got a few episodes from uh from Bad Batch, and they were all poor <laughs> except <laughs> except the first one. So I mean, Andor can do it right here if they make the episodes good, right? So we'll Ooh. we'll see there. But yeah. Actually, why I'm also very intrigued with Andor and and maybe it's not my top one like me, but I'm intrigued because I thought um, the uh, and I'm and I'm blanking on the name. So I'll I'll look up his name. But the actor who plays Andor, I thought he did a a phenomenal job in Rogue One. Right. Diego. There we go, Diego. So I thought he did a very good job. And I actually I, I thought the actors in Rogue One did all they all did a great job it was the best acting performances yeah. we've seen from a star wars uh, star wars piece so i let li- holistically yeah holistically <laughs> so i like that because you know what we just talked about before you know a lot of times we don't get the, the best acting in star wars you know hayden christensen had some struggles there but again um in <laughs> landmark camel but we're, we're able to overlook that because there's just such killer action right and that's why i think i, I kind of and story and, and story that's story. why i'm kind of like hate not hating but a little disappointed with kenobi and with riva because yeah there's no acting there from my point of view but there's also not great action anyways so seeing yeah, no Andor and diego at in that role again uh, i'm I'm excited for that because i think it'll be a, a great performance by him so uh, i'll i'll echo echo you there a little bit nate um though i think for me i know we didn't get a lot of this for me it'd have to be ahsoka Though, yeah, not a lot of content here. That's fair. We don't know really anything so far, but we're going to get, you know, Sabine. Well, we're going to... Pro- and Hera. And Hera, and they're most most likely going to be looking for Ezra, right? All characters from Rebels who we enjoyed. So I'm excited for that, that story. Though, uh, maybe outside of Ahsoka, probably for me, I think Tales of the Jedi, just because it's going to be in that prequel Clone War era. And we, we got good stuff from the Clone Wars animated uh, before right, uh, and I'm I'm I know it'll be different stories, uh but it's basically like another season ish of of the Clone Wars, right? Not exactly, but that, I think mm-hmm. that's the feel that I go for, and I love Clone Wars, so that is I think what I'm I'm most looking forward to.
2: Well, and I think that's the thing with it; it kind of is like we've talked about. Like we just we want stories. We, this is a better way of saying it. We want new stories. We want and like a lot of this stuff is couched within the shadow of the Empire. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's annoying to us in our own way. And I, I wish they would go a little bit away ways from that, kind of with Ahsoka. Well, they, like, that's well, one of the reasons. Yeah, the they are going
1: with the, G, the young Jedi adventurers of the High Republic, <laughs> but right. that's, 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 that that's is right. going to be for four kids. <laughs> so it's like, oh, so close, but also so far, you know. But. And I think the thing, the, the thing that's,
2: that makes it difficult with uh, these kind of stories is like, you know, I just said, like, we know how these things end. And, and the hard part is what you have to do is you, you have to create a villain or something that the good guys, they can win at the end, you know? So it's like, um, in rogue one, you're able to, to stop. What's, uh, the, Krennic. What's his? Krennic. Krennic. you're able to stop Krennic in Mandalorian. You're able to stop, um, man, I forget not all the villains names right now. Uh, Moff um, Gideon, Moff Gideon, Moff Gideon in Jedi fallen order. You're able to stop the, the, the seven sister or third sister or not the second sister. That's who it is. Sorry. But so it's like, it's things like this where like, again, this is why Kenobi, I think, falls is when the big bad guy is someone who, you know, you're not going to beat. Uh, It's just frustrating. And and so mm-hmm. I'm worried about a lot of these like Bad Batch, for example. I'm like, who's the big bad guy? You're not going to defeat the Empire. True. We already know True. how this ends. Like, but maybe you can in like an Andor situation, like uh, stop the destruction of this planet or something like that, or Jedi Fallen Order, you can stop the Empire from reaching all these four sensitive children. Like, you just need to have a good goal that is achievable, that shows the good guys can win, even though the Empire is still there. Yeah, and well, I don't think we've really seen a lot of that happen.
1: That's a good point, TJ. I like that. It, it
0: seems to be more focused on world-building instead of telling individual mm-hmm. stories, which is, I think, there very you know. hard, because I think that's what's led to our, our dis, dissatisfaction with Disney and a lot of their content of, you're not telling stories, you're building an Empire to make money. Yep. And we're eating it up right now because that's yeah. what we do. But, <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're holding into, we're holding them to a, a high responsibility.
2: The but. bill will come due.
1: <laughs> I will say mm-hmm. to Tej, uh, I'll agree. I'll agree with you with the Star Wars, or I would agree with you about Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Obviously, I'm not as big of a. Uh, uh, of a video game player as you guys though. I've, I've just kind of want, went through the, the gameplay via YouTube of uh, of Jedi or Fallen <laughs> Order just cause I like Star Wars and I want to know what's going on and and see new characters. Right. And so I, I think that'll be really cool. Everyone's always talking about, Ooh, will Cal Kestis make an appearance in Kenobi. I, I mean, I, I'd be okay with actually like a cameo and like an and credit scene or something like that now, just cause we're already three episodes in. So it's like, there's only so much you can now do the with story without adding way too many characters, which they've already done. So, uh, <laughs> I'd be, I'm excited to maybe explore him as a character a little bit more and maybe he could pop up in a live action thing, uh, down the line. I would love that because I think the story that they do in
2: like, you know, Jedi fallen order has its issues with, with various things, but just the overall story and the character development, I think works beautifully. And I'm like, man, like, Come on, where where is this mm-hmm. in in the stuff that that, that you're uh, the other stuff you're producing? So I'm glad though.
0: I think all of us it seems are bottom. The Mandalorian season three is more at the bottom.
1: Yeah, just not. It's like oh, it's you know it's there. It's but it's kind of like a dime, dime a dozen now. It's just like oh yeah, it's it's there.
0: Would would just say Mandalorian only had two seasons. They ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Never <laughs> never never made anything again.
2: Yeah, I know. If I'm like if I'm like if it made it worthwhile to see Mando come back, but now I'm like. Chances are he's probably going to show up in Kenobi. <laughs> like, and he's going to save the show. The next two episodes are actually just going to focus on I'm the Mandalorian and go. his character development. <laughs> and then episode six, he'll come and help uh, uh, Obi-Wan defeat Darth Vader. And actually, four, five, and six don't even happen. <laughs> I'm back. Totally retconned. You get a Mando. You get a Mando. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I think that wraps up all
0: of the news and our thoughts on the upcoming future uh, of Star Wars as announced as in Star Wars Celebration. Our listeners out there, let us know your guys' thoughts. What did you enjoy about Star Wars Celebration? What are you excited for? What are you not, not excited for? We'd love to hear your thoughts. But we have to, before we wrap up the episode, we have to play the quote one more time. You know that part?
1: Where they're on the snow planet? With the walking thingies!
0: Maybe the kids are under something. All right, that is the quote again, and that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate all you listeners out there. If you want a chance to get a shout out on our podcast, you can do that by following us on Instagram at quotes and stuff pod. If you DM us guessing the quote correctly before we review that, we will give you a shout out. If you know, want another way to reach out to the show. You can do that through Gmail. That's quotes and stuff at gmail.com. Sending in your guys, sending in suggestions or any of your guys' thoughts about the things we talk about. Once again, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Adios.